How do you pronounce your name? Because multiple people on the show pronounce it Anjay, except for Jonathan, who pronounced it Anjay. So we assume <laughs> it's pronounced Anjay, but I, I figured we should If you had it. said it was pronounced Anjay because Jonathan said so, I would explain, oh, we're done. Have a nice day. But... <laughs> but good. good. <laughs> That's we the reason clown. why it's not Anjay. Yeah, it's on Anjay. him so hard. For yeah. Just Anjay. Anjay. <laughs> over Anjay. and over. Like, no, stop it. For, 40 kids got it right, but this adult can't get a long versus hard A sound. <laughs> Uh, I will say I, I, I don't mind how most people pronounce my name because like there's a there's a way you say it if you speak Kindy and it makes a lot more sense, but it trips me out when non-brown people say it. Mm, so, but the thing is, I, I was on a date and, and I was on a date with a with a woman that I, I really do appreciate very much, and she's a very great person. And she was you know making sure she this actually happened multiple times. She, they wanted to make sure they got my name pronounced right. No. And you know they were like, I don't want to make sure it's. A, I want to make sure like you know it's not a microaggression. And I'm like, yo, I have so much actual aggression to deal with. Like this is not a problem. <laughs> this is at the bottom of the list. Yeah, like, I told you how to pronounce it in a way that I'm comfortable. Let's just roll with that one. Yeah, but that has happened to me multiple times. So like, I appreciate them for taking for caring about this, but like bottom of the list. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I hear you. Honestly, we planned this podcast because we just like old reality TV shows, and then it blew yeah. up right when yeah. we started recording. So when when did that happen? When did people start following you? When did you uh, notice that just interest in the show happen? I only know it in like terms of Corona time, which is right before I got sent home from work for what was supposedly going to be two weeks, and it's mm, yes. <laughs> so it was like late February. Ish, I just remember seeing that's when Funny or Die did the first episode yeah. recap, and I got a text yeah. saying. You have no idea, like from Olivia or someone saying, you have no idea what's just happened. And I'm like, oh boy. All right. <laughs> so, so has it, has it been kind of weird? Have you, I mean, obviously you, you had a lot of followers. Are a lot of people like reaching out saying, you know, just kind of rehashing everything when they were reaching out when uh, the show first aired or is it different this time around? Uh, so it's different this time around because it's all, I think people over the age of 18 <laughs> Back then, it was a bunch of people my age, and so and my interactions with them were obviously different. Yeah. Excuse me. And you know, it was a lot of you know, oh my god, it's great to meet someone from Poland or Australia, and I have a Facebook account because I am thirteen and fourteen, and you know, my parents definitely didn't know about that, but I now have yeah. access to the internet. Let's just talk to random people on the internet, see what happens. Yeah. And now I'm like, a the fact that podcasts are a thing is just a whole other thing in and of itself. But the fact that there are multiple podcasts about this thing that barely got ratings <laughs> 10, 12 years ago is is eight. My ego has like expanded outside of my apartment. So but that's anyway, why you had to look for a new apartment. Yes, <laughs> you got, exactly, got too big. Exactly. Mm, exactly. I go too big. My, my my ego could expand out the balcony. It was the whole thing. <laughs> but, um, no, it's been really nice, and it's been really interesting to come back to it, because especially now that everyone's viewing it from an adult lens of, like, not, this is some really cool thing I wish I was on, but wow, do these children need some therapy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty yes, much, pretty up. much. Yeah. I, I kind of have both, because I, I watched it live when I was 14. Okay. Uh, 
and then and I was I was like, oh man, it's like a kid survivor. I also wanted to be on like Kid Master Chef. I was always like, I'd be great on this reality <laughs> show. I'd be terrible at what's up. Kid Mastership was probably more supportive than Kid Nation. Let's be very clear. They had like absolutely with equipment and not oiled stoves. They had like you know salamanders and kitchen aids and stuff. You're so right. It, 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 it's weird watching it now with like memories of it and being like, oh, this was actually really messed up. Like, mm. this is yeah, so yeah, hilarious. yeah, yeah. It wasn't that messed up. Like, I, like as I've told everyone else, I, I wouldn't not do it again. If it, someone said, told me, if like I had an alternate timeline, twelve year old me had the chance to like knowing what I now do it again or not do it again, I'd still do it. Mm -hmm. Like, definitely not, like, if I tried to do the same thing as, a, as an ethic, as a study when I was in university and I went to the ethics board and was like, yo, can I do this? They would have been like, would you like to be expelled? Take an F and just call it good. Yeah. <laughs> Especially reading Olivia's book, it definitely at times seemed like um, Stanford Prison Experiment Junior. Uh, mm, yes. Joe. Um uh, is this enough small talk to make you comfortable? Oh, I'm, I'm, you, okay, do you see the bottle of the can of sangria in my hand? I'm comfortable. <laughs> you understand that I am stuck inside literally all day. I cannot go outside. I cannot drive anywhere. I cannot go in somewhere else because then I might get corona. Yeah. <laughs> Very limited options of what I can do with my time. Not that this is not no. a great use of it. Like this is not like you know. Oh my god, I have to go. This has been a lot. This is a lot of fun already, but. My other extracurricular activities are very limited right now. This <laughs> same. This same. show was uh, uh, spawned out of the the going crazy of sitting around at home. Like, if we're already going to be on Skype anyway, we might as well record it and exactly. you know, make some money. I feel on that. It. I feel that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, big money. Oh yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we're all millionaires now. <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, so one thing we heard from Olivia is that the producers were real creepy and would like post up at summer camps and be like, where's your best kid? And would, <laughs> like scout out like star children. Like they were doing like a Willy Wonka thing. How were you cast on the show? Were you one of those? Like they were in the bushes. Like <laughs> I think, I think Andre is just like his whole life has flashed before his eyes, trying to think of if there were ever men in the trees with binoculars yeah. that he never noticed. Yeah. Guy in a CBS jacket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I think I was one of the few with a very unconventional casting path to the show. Okay. And namely that there weren't people with binoculars. There was, you know, <laughs> I got a phone call one day, which may or may not be creepier depending on who you ask and which means <laughs> I took. But, you know, I was staying, the, I was at my grandma's house. It must have been Christmas time, December 2006. And I was staying at mm -hmm. my grandma's house because that's what you do when you're a kid and it's Christmas time. And my parents came to come pick me up and they're like, we got a message for you. And I'm like, Okay, I don't get mail. I don't get phone calls. I'm like ten. What 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 could possibly happen? <laughs> and um, they said, you know, it's they want you, CBS wants you to be on a TV show. And for some context, like my family, we weren't big TV watchers as, like when I was a kid. Like just not a thing. Mm -hmm. Schoolwork and there was like spelling bees, which I did for forever. And there was like stuff you did in school. TV was not a big part of our lives. Um, mm -hmm. And so I was like, this is interesting. Like, maybe it'll be a chance to be cool. Like, let's go see what happens. So we, we called them back <laughs> and they said, well, we see you do spelling bees, which should have been like red flag number one that they're looking for. And we think you'd be really smart. We think you'd be a great leader on the show. And I was like, sure. Like, I've done leadership camps and stuff before because, again, nerd, bowl cut, like, what else do you <laughs> <laughs> um, And 
you know, and I did space camp because, again, I lived in Texas, home of the Space Center. Like, again, what a nerd. What was I going to do? Um, <laughs> so I, I did, filled out the huge questionnaire of, like, you know, what are the people you admire? What are talents you have? Have you ever been away from home? You huh. know, are, are your parents okay with you basically dying? <laughs> later. But um, then they were like, okay, we like you. Let's drive you out to Dallas, which if you're a Houstonian, if you know anything about Houston, Dallas is not high on the list of places we really want to go. No, no absolutely not. not. Um, and they had me do a screen test in front of a camera, basically, I think, recording to see how I looked in front of the camera. It looked good. I mean, I don't know if it looked good. They just, I looked appropriate for the role they had for me. Like, oh, that's a kid. Yes. <laughs> I swear. And so they, then they, they said, okay, we like you after that. Let's fly you out to LA. And so I flew out to LA with my parents. Um, we did the whole, uh, the thing in the hotel that Olivia describes where we weren't allowed to talk to anyone else. We had to eat separately. They had this whole itinerary of things we could do. So we couldn't, we were still entertained by being in LA, but you couldn't be around anyone else in the show. And they had, like, this psychological test you could take. And I don't know if you guys have ever taken a test like this, but it's, like, 300 questions. It's, like, do you ever argue with your parents? Seldom, sometimes, often, always. Do you do your homework? Do you hear voices? Have you ever considered killing anybody? Like, you know, it just it just ranges in the... And in, in, I should be institutionalized to maybe I just need to talk to someone just in nice little ways over the course of this test. And not, not, of course you know, deriding any mental health problems because those tests are very useful for people, including me later on in life. But um, mm. It's the Voight Kampf test from Blade Runner. It's just like, it's, you, you get a calfskin wall on your birthday. It. What do you do? Yeah. But then we went to the psychologist and the doctor and they did the physicals and stuff. And, and the psychologist, I, straight, I remember doing this because I knew how to be a good kid at the time, right? So mm. I, I <laughs> the way they wanted to hear, you know. I don't yeah. argue with parents. I always do my homework. No, I don't hear the voices that tell me to run away. None of that. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we went, and, and the psychologist, like, they had this little key, and they said, you know, we call this the two-tree-to-be-good answer scale. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. You answered the right questions right? And I said, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I was like, yeah, I totally did. And I'm sure that at that point, they were like, oh, my God, this guy's got leadership material. Let's go. Put him on the helicopter. You know, he's a nerd. Let's go. Yes. And I think, you know, and then after that, they're like, do you want to be in the leadership council? And I met with the producers, and then after that, you know, the rest is history. Wow. Nice. I That's want, amazing. I wonder who I who I need to pay to get my hands on Greg's psyche Val. Because <laughs> I think they cast him um, mainly on failing that. Um, yeah. mm. <laughs> you somehow somehow missed every question on the as, good kid. <laughs> as the uh, as the psychologist administering the test told everyone many times, there is no right or wrong answer. There's no failing this test. Just yes. Uh, doubt. Yes. <laughs> they, def they, de they definitely looked at some of the kids of Al's and was like, "Ugh, this doesn't look good. You got to take this." <laughs> like, you know? I swear that's exactly what happened. They were like, yeah. "Oh my god, we need a nerd. We found one. He has no idea what social skills are. Let's go. Let's see how this." <laughs> yeah. And then we have this jock, and then we will just yes, these two right here. This is gonna yeah. be <laughs> this one has killed before. Yeah, take that one. <laughs> the most acidic and the most basic. Like, yeah. Oh God, that's so interesting too because um, that they because we interviewed Laurel, um, mm -hmm. and she said that the idea of her being on council was kind of just sprung on her. They were like, uh, "So you're gonna be uh, your job's gonna be a little different than everybody else." Like they were very cryptic about it, and they asked you. I don't think they ever asked her. It's okay, amazing. Wait. Um, hold on. So I, I'm I'm telling this through the lens of again 13 years of. Well, therapy, fair point. Like, fair um, point. 
But I think what happened, because remember, I didn't answer the phone. I think my mom said they wanted you to be on this council. Is that something mm-hmm. you want? Maybe I didn't have a choice. Okay. And she okay. might raise it to me as a question. But I see, I see. I know when I was first being interviewed, it was always it was always pitched to me as like a leadership experience. It was never pitched as I was going to be a leader of a town, but you're going to be part of like this urban planning, but for kids in real life thing, like Masterfield Junior, but for children with, you know, city grids. That's weird. Because yeah, yeah. Laurel mentioned like she asked if she had to bring a hammer. She didn't think she was gonna have to like, make. She yeah, she thought she was like, building build houses and shit. She was like, oh, yeah, we're I houses. Like, it's Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a very Laurel question, though. Honestly, it is. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. Um, so I guess um, what we got to ask next is what was that? What was it like on that helicopter? It was cold. It was early, and we were in the air. Like, we were just circling all the time. Until <laughs> <laughs> really. I caught so much crap when I complained about this. Uh, Olivia and I were talking the other day, and something. I was like, you know, she's like, you know, I was like, you know, I had to sit in that helicopter for a long time too. And she's like, yes, but it wasn't on a bus with a bunch of other stinky children. Yes. <laughs> Why are you complaining about this? Oh my helicopter flight! Goodness me! <laughs> yeah, it's like you guys are on the helicopter, and the pilot would just be like, "Would any of you like a sparkling water?" <laughs> okay, let's be very. This was like an old ass army surplus helicopter. It was there were people like. <laughs> And, like the door barely shut. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I up at the like, oh, we're just gonna eat this one out the door and say it was an accident. There were originally five districts. <laughs> oh my god! Man, you could have avoided a whole season of drama with one accident right there. <laughs> I'm not gonna say who. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh. When you you got there, you you you, you pulled the wagon five ten miles into town, uh, and they were like, "Now pick a team." Uh, did you have like a solid strategy going into that, or you like, "Oh, I want this person, I want this person"? Because I will say, you were the MVP of the pick because <laughs> yeah, you, you immediately were like two strongest. I got them. Not even like one at a time. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, so what was your thought process there? The process was definitely I need the two strongest guys because I'm not a strong guy. And we just had the whole wagons. Like, was, <laughs> yeah, true. Like, pick number one. Like, I need people who can do things that I can't, and that was definitely right. one of them. Alex, I think I definitely like had a soft spot for because he like reminded me of me. I think a little bit. How could you uh, not have a soft spot for that kid? Exactly. Right. He's the best kid. And then he's like, New Mexico's yeah. sweetheart. Exactly. And then there are like people who I met just in the course of the day, and mm-hmm. um. I think that's how I kind of picked the rest of them. But I was just like, I knew I needed people who didn't do what I did. Right. Not that I knew what I did at the time anyway, but I just like, yeah, I'm not strong. I'm not, you know, Alex. Like, I should put that into my team. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. You're like, I'm not funny, so I need Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. You need a comedian. I realized yeah. to be, I was going to be the butt, of, the butt of the jokes, but I knew comedy was a necessary thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very important. Mm-hmm. That's actually why Bonanza failed the first time. Not enough comedians. Hundreds. Mm. <laughs> Everyone was depressed. I totally get it. Yeah. 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 I have a quick question. Did the journal have all of the pages on day one, or did they add a new page every day? Because I would be tempted to flip to the end. Mm. Oh, yeah. They added a new page every day. Every, every uh. episode. No, no. Trust me. Like As much as I was like, this is not written by, you know, older... <laughs> Journal, you know, pioneers because this is, they didn't have laser printers back then. And really, <laughs> <laughs> it's a color photograph. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you could even get like an, a PA who's paid minimum wage and like 
a sack of weed to just write the thing by Quill or something? Like, right? <laughs> Literally, right? Like, like, do they really think kids are that stupid? I, you know, I'm not. I refuse to. I mean, I, and I refuse. I just refrain from commenting on that one because sometimes I swear they didn't realize that we could think some circles around them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll, oh, yeah. we'll get to that later. Uh, so, right. one one thing here is a, ve a very uh, impactful quote from you is that you know that only a, a couple of adults actually did a good job. Those being Washington, Franklin, and Gandhi. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyone else that you would now like to add to that list, or more importantly, anyone that you would like to remove from that list? <laughs> I have a feeling there might be. <laughs> I, I mean, I like, I said Washington, Gandhi, and Franklin, I believe. Yes. yes. See, I, I gotta, can you read the court record, please, so I can, you know, cancelled on account of giving you the wrong answer back. Never, never. But, um, Way to pull I, it up. I, I think, I mean, obviously now I've got a lot more nuanced view of how, uh, how, those adults acted outside of what was written in our history books. You know, Gandhi had oh, yeah. Gandhi was also real new cappy if you ask civilization. Um, and oh, then incredible uh, favorite game of all time. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, and then Franklin had his own issues. And God, if you read his letters, like you just need to be above a certain age because those are real raunchy. Um, <laughs> the man wrote a diatribe on why you should date older women because they knew what they were doing. And I'm like, you know. He's probably not wrong, but I'm not putting that one just yet. Yeah. That and daylight savings, baby. <laughs> uh, most important invention. Washington yeah. and the whole slave ownership thing. But uh, so I don't know. If I, I think honestly at this point I might just obliterate the list entirely and stick. With <laughs> yeah, yeah. Five seconds before that, where I say adults have done a horrible job with the world. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> pretty much. That's the list right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. You know, yeah. the the Gandhi thing in Civ was a bug that yeah. uh, they just like left in after the first game because they're like, ah, oh, it's funny. <laughs> it yeah. just, well, it was absolutely hilarious because then he just gets real angry at you after a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like, oh, we we had this up to way too high. Leave it. <laughs> we'll have. Well, yeah, I, I think what happened was they they wanted to put it at a like really low value and they accidentally rolled it over to the highest. Yeah, something. Yeah, very, very, very Ugh. good. I didn't. I didn't know this was a nerd podcast. <laughs> yes, you did. We've done like fifteen episodes. <laughs> I know. I, I spent the whole show talking about how making comparisons to Final Fantasy VII. I know. I know my audience. <laughs> uh, speaking of nerd podcast, uh, do you keep in touch with the rest of Bonanza City Mensa, uh, which is to say, <laughs> you, Jared and Alex from your summits, and also. Where was Nathan? Was he watching the uniforms? <laughs> Nathan was probably doing something really good and kind-hearted and good-natured while we were busy drinking and talking about pie. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably being actually helpful and useful. <laughs> being the galaxy brain meme. <laughs> God, I wish I, I wish I was talking about pie and drinking. That'd be great. I know, right? Hmm. But um, no, Alex and I, I think we we, we we keep in touch here and there. He's he was in medical school last time we last time we checked in on each other. Um, I actually hey. had a friend who was in class with him. Whoa! Uh, met years later, so I started at in, in Seattle at Microsoft in 2015. I had a friend join in 2016. 
and she like happened to know who I was, and I was like, oh, this what? is what? <laughs> oh man. Well, she didn't really put two and two together because obviously I'm like two feet taller and you know a little bit different than that. And um, <laughs> but my boss at the time, his favorite thing to do whenever someone new joined the team was to say. Hi, like this is your computer password. This is your badge. This is where your office is. Like, excuse me. Also, here's this video of one of your coworkers when he was twelve. <laughs> oh <laughs> man! And she was like, "Oh my god, I know who you are because I watched you back then." And I was in a class with Alex, like some, sorry, linguistics class way back when, and when she was at Stanford as well. Oh my god! Yeah. Small world. Small world. Seriously, I, I don't think I've had much contact with or any contact with since the show ended, but. Yeah. Um, I mean, apart from uh, those who you've gotten in back in touch with recently, who are your, you know, who are you closest with? Would you say uh, real ones. on set? Who are your real ones? Uh, real ones on set. Uh, so I mean, definitely Alex, uh, mm -hmm. um, Morgan, Laurel. Definitely the people who were just like really chill and understanding. Um, Olivia and I had a kind of a few moments of understanding, but nothing, you know, too <laughs> drastic until much later. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then I think the rest of the council, honestly, like, I mean, we were like the only people who got chucked into this weird vortex of, yeah. you know, follow these rules or else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Make other people follow these rules or else, you know? Right, basically, uh, you know. They didn't understand the separation of powers when they wrote the Kid Nation Constitution. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, in in the in the binder that they bought from Staples, right? Of course. Yep. I mean, to their credit, like the, the the journal was like nicely leather bound and all that. It was just you know, they could have gone the extra mile. Yeah. <laughs> they, you know, that was the least of the things they could have gone the extra mile for. I think. Of course, of course. Yeah. Water. <laughs> no, the thing is, they, they they went the extra mile for that. We just didn't earn it. That's right. True. That's true. I hear you. I think they went the extra mile on things that they knew that you would not be able to earn, though. Mm. So here's my, like, this is like the one hot take conspiracy theory that I have about the showdowns. Is that none of us, you know, watches were not a thing of the time unless one of us had an old-timey pocket watch, which none of us did. Mm. We have no idea how much time elapsed during each showdown. Right. <laughs> yep. So you could tell which order people finish in because you know red was done first, blue was done mm -hmm. second, so on. But you could never tell if we'd done everything in time to meet the reward. Right. Because none of us could tell an hour had gone by because you know again none of us were sailors and could look at the sun and none of us. <laughs> and About Jonathan would just do take like because he had his little IFB in right his little yeah. earpiece. So he, like when we were doing that, like, he'd tell us what was happening, and he also just do like random retakes for the producers to make sure they had the right audio clips. Right. So like God knows what time it actually was. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, we, we thought it was suspicious yeah. that the green team always finished with four seconds left. We were like, yeah. uh, exactly, right? Like, come on. <laughs> he saw them coming. I was like, up oh, ten, nine, eight. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh and, and of course, like those two would be completely like you could dub Jonathan's voice over that after we do a retake, you know, probably a week later or something. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Also suspicious that I, I this is my conspiracy. I think that they did not give you all enough rocks to actually be able to complete that hauling rocks challenge. Mm. Yeah. That, well, 
Again, you have to think about the poor PA who has to weigh all the rocks. <laughs> yes. I'm sure. Yeah, that's true. It was like, you know what? No one's going to know anyway. <laughs> He's like, I remember hearing about this punishment in Bible school. Now I have to do it for real? And I paid for <laughs> a degree in film to do this? Yeah. You know you know, the PAs were so pissed off. And they were just like, oh, this was so much easier when it was just beans. And we didn't, it didn't matter how many beans there were. <laughs> oh, so actually, now you bring up a good point. Mm-hmm. And this is one that has not occurred to me until just now. Yep. That 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 pan slash vat full of beans was a good 20 feet wide. Like, it was a good 15, right. 20 feet wide. It was big. And it was a good 6 to 10 inches deep full of, you know, beans and pig crap and pigs. <laughs> yeah. Did they just get, like, a cement truck full of beans and dump it in? Poor <laughs> guy. You know what? Beans. You're asking all the right questions, my man. Because... <laughs> We, I, I have been thinking about the beans ever since I saw that episode, and that was maybe, I don't know, a couple months ago. <laughs> like, That's I do beans for a reason now, but... <laughs> it's gotta be like a like an army surplus, like, 25-gallon vat that you're just, like, like a barrel. Like, just <laughs> a hundred of which, those. <laughs> uh, going off of that... There would be a lot of times where, like, obviously with certain things, like for the hot air balloons, for instance, or the, you know, bouncy slide, uh, every time those sort of things were revealed to you all, in the back of my head, I was sort of thinking, well, there's no way they could hide the hot air balloons, or unless they were introduced, but never actually there until, you know, because maybe you would say, uh, no, we're going to take the rock instead of hot air balloons. So what was the situation like as far as the presentation of these rewards? Because how did they keep everything a surprise? So, um, so for a lot of them, so the water, the water, uh, slide one, we actually saw the water side slide up when we got to the showdown site. And we thought like, it was going to be like some weird speed run down said water slide was the showdown. Mm-hmm. Oh, if um, only. Yeah, we, we didn't know what it was for until it became apparent. Because they talk about some of the rewards, I think, before the showdown started and some of it afterwards. Because they couldn't like explain away the water slide and they just told us what it was for. Mm-hmm. Like, it was one of your rewards. Right, um, right, right. But things like the hot air balloon, they might have had like a small model of a hot air balloon like in like one of the bins or whatever. They would like, mm. you know, uncrate. The I shit, see. Right? But then, then they'd have like, you know, then they'd go and the hot air balloons and they'd inflate it because like, that was early in the morning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they would have like then they brought all like, the, the people professionals out and inflated them and had a right, right yeah i still think the whatever thing you didn't pick should have been burned in front of you too bad but i also okay for the barbecue one that would have backfired though because that's still just barbecue. <laughs> yeah you're right you're right god like the, the holy books or else <laughs> god that barbecue looked good that, time the only time to burn the Bible. <laughs> right. I'm, Had I known they would have caught fire, I would have totally pushed for that. <laughs> as the one heathen in like that entire particular group of people, I would have yeah. like okay, someone would have probably would have set my parents' house on fire, and that would have been too nice. But you know, <laughs> you burn the Bible, I burn your house down. That's probably what would have happened. But yeah. you know, would have been interesting. I, None of us are convinced you picked the holy books. That has got to be some sort of post, like... <laughs> well, because it, it was I, all the other kids, you know? There's absolutely no rhyme or reason why a bunch of 10-year-olds would pick a Bible. For <laughs> 10-year-olds are trying to do everything they can to look good on TV. Okay. Mm, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I do regret that one. 
I, I don't know why we did that. I don't know what possessed me to say. I mean, hey, possessed. Um, <laughs> say, uh, Holy Spirit. Books, instead of you know, delicious, delicious forbidden meats, like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Oh I didn't gosh. want the holy books, but then all of a sudden I was talking and it wasn't my voice. And Suddenly <laughs> I spoke in tongues and fell to the ground and said, the holy books. <laughs> there was one set of footprints behind me and I said, the holy books. <laughs> I woke up and there were snakes in my hand. She said, now someone's going to burn my apartment down. <laughs> oh, yeah, God's doing that already, Andre. You have a point. You have a point. Yes. <laughs> you understand. Two weeks ago, my plumbing backed up. Three weeks ago, my dishwasher stopped working. And like it took me three weeks to get it fixed. And then last night, my um, AC overflowed and put water all over the floor in my bedroom. So somehow, I pissed off Poseidon. You're basically Pharaoh, uh, and these yeah. are all the plagues that God is bestowing upon you. Basically, Corona, ash, water flooding in. You're gonna get locusts soon. I'm just yeah. gonna. <laughs> oh, is that what we call mosquitoes up here? <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh! You, if only there was some sort of like childhood experience you had to cope with not having AC or water or plumbing. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't have booze back then. I do now. That's just, <laughs> true. Hey, you had bonanza bombs. Oh my god. <laughs> when my parents saw me doing that on TV, they were just like, how did you learn this? And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't know what a Jaeger bomb was until I went to college. Right, right. Oh. Because I was a sheltered child. And the first time I did one, I was like, oh. Oh, no wonder my cousin found it hilarious. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't realize what I had done on TV was like, you know, the thing every college kid does at least twice and then regrets. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There was a conversation in college where you were like, oh, yeah, I did this when I was 14. <laughs> someone was like, what? Well, that's not what happened. No, it wasn't even like I did this when I was 14. It was like I saw everyone doing it. And, like, I got this thing at Jaeger. And, hi, Mom, I'm admitting to underage drinking. Um, so <laughs> I got the thing at Jaeger, dropped it in the thing of beer, and chugged it. And I was like, wait a minute. This memory feels very familiar. <laughs> Why do I feel like I've done this before? Yes. Basically, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and of course then you get to the point where you have to turn to somebody and just be like oh my god this is like uh, you know when you're a kid and you're out in the desert and like that it's like oh wait oh no no no, no. My, my, my friends had taken care of that by this point so <laughs> I, was when I was 16 and my roommate who was of age and a very very helpful man Mm. He decided that whenever I would talk to an attractive woman, he and my other friends would follow behind him and be like, A, you know he's not legal. B, look at this. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Jesus. Uh, the real friends right there. Yes. <laughs> oh, my or gosh. if you look at the edit history from my Wikipedia page, you'll see some edits from like 2012 that talk about my exact location and what I might be doing at that exact second. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anjay's eating a bag of chips right now with it his homies. basically that. He is at the library located at insert address here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. That's awesome. That's incredible. I love that. Also, yeah. I just want to take, uh, take a moment to say uh, hi, Anjay's mom, uh, since you're listening. <laughs> Anjay's mom, <laughs> what's good? Listening. It's us. We have some questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're lucky I live 2,000 miles away from my parents because I'm going to call me like, hi, what did you do on the internet? <laughs> I love my parents dearly, but sometimes they get a little, you know, they're a little bit worried. You know, if the world's on fire, there's a pandemic, yeah. they're a little worried about your son. So, you know. 
we've 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 talked a little bit before about how quickly so many like real world analogs develop in your town uh like mm. the bonanza bombs the black market uh money being introduced and someone immediately dancing for change yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. one was you know sophia is uh, sophia is a damn genius but <laughs> I, that, there's a reason i don't go to ship clubs <laughs> you went in college and were like oh i've done this before <laughs> you hear, you hear that on jay's mom he's a good boy <laughs> uh, no no like that, that, I, I immediately saw this and i was like oh no oh this is taking a turn i didn't like the moral fabric of bonanza like i did my part to rip it apart but then we were just like now nah, let's just get rid of it at all yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. they won so I will say the real world analog that did not become apparent until this year is that like our leadership the first few weeks of the town council is basically like America's leadership during the first parts of Corona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, we don't know what's going on. We're reading from a book that everyone abandoned years ago. We failed this beforehand. Let's see what happens and throw it at the wall. Yes. <laughs> and oh, oh by the way, God. the university introduces a new challenge every week and you guys got to solve it. <laughs> Does that make God like, Jonathan? <laughs> yes mm. i didn't even have to bring up the biblical parallels this this episode this is great you don't have to inflate jonathan's ego anymore okay <laughs> he has an emmy he wasn't, he, i didn't know that he's are basically god like what was your um, apart from hearing him do uh takes over and over what was your relationship with him at all if any at all on set was it just like he shows up and you know grabs his check and goes home to his to his place or i mean so he was really like chill like mm-hmm. he was very clear to i think be a part of like i am the producer host monitor i don't particularly want to get like like i do think he wanted to tell the story in a way that kind of fit the vision so he wasn't trying mm-hmm. to like pal around with us all the time i think he spent a lot of time in the production trailer because again he was a producer reviewing the footage and directing mm-hmm. the score yeah. and all that stuff or whatever it is a producer does i'm still not clear on that point um <laughs> yeah yeah but no, like when we were, he was in person. He was very amiable and like generally, you know, hey Jonathan, how's it going? Hey kids, how's it going? Like he wasn't, you know, standoffish. I am a star. Do not touch the talent, kind of person. At least to me. Yeah, I mean, he not. is Jonathan Karsh. That'd be pretty yeah. weird if he did that. It's like it's like come <laughs> on. Right. Uh, but but like, it's nice to hear. He was working. Like whenever he was like doing his takes stuff, you came in, but you like you know I'm do- I got a thing going on right now. Like yeah. you know. He, he was very professional, very, very chill, I think. And obviously, you know, everyone gets frustrated during the work. There'd be some days where we just weren't cooperating. He'd be like, all right, guys, please, you know, let me do this so we can go home. Please yeah, stop just... making fun of me. Let me yeah. do this so job. you can get back to sleeping on the floor. Uh, the other times, I think <laughs> someone would go to, like, their ear and be like, hi, Jonathan, what am I saying now? <laughs> oh, my God. That's great, though. Oh, my God. Did you ever meet uh, J. Rupert Thompson, the man himself? I have no idea who you're talking about, honestly. <laughs> All right, um, in the uh, in the credits, that's always the first thing is showdowns directed by J. Rupert Thompson, and we're like, who is this old oh, ass wait. name? <laughs> oh, we just call him Rupert. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, we knew like the names of all the producers who were sitting in the sidelines or in the trailer because they talked to like they uh-huh. use their names. So we knew. Okay, I knew who Rupert. Yeah, I never like I shook his hand maybe once or something, but like I knew who, I knew who you were talking about. Yes, yes, yes. He's a he, legend. He, looked, he shook your hand, looked you in the eyes, and in his head, he's thinking, I'm going to put this kid in beans. <laughs> he doesn't even know. <laughs> well, you see, this is the thing, right? You think about all these producers, a lot of them probably have children, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, they think, like, at any point, did it cross their minds, would I subject my own child to beans? 
Z- mm, zero yeah. empathy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a way of of like unconsciously taking it out on you all because they can't on their own children. Oh yes, my child failed the grades. I'm gonna make my these kids do a history test. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, it's interesting that you bring up the producers because I, you know, I feel like that's such a huge part of Olivia's book. Is just kind of she had a more contentious relationship than uh, it seems like others did. I was just curious because she mentioned that you, being a council member, were probably followed twenty four seven by Ooh. producers, camera yeah. people, stuff like that. Well, other people had some breaks, um, so I was just curious what your relationship was like and what it was like for you on on set uh, while you were in council and then while you were not on council. Right. So, as a council member, you have a mic pack on you twenty four seven. There's Ooh. no escape. Like at any point, anyone walking by with like a bag of antennas could tune into your mic and hear what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Unless you're, like, in the bathroom or whatnot, at which point you turned it off and handed it to someone because like they didn't want it getting messed up. Um, right, right, right. Um, and so like there was definitely a chance you could get like hot mic at any point in time. Um, and I did have someone doing interviews with me, following because I was the kind like the council members were kind of like the main drivers of the story, unless there was a side plot of someone getting into a fight or someone mm-hmm. doing something else, right? Right. So a lot of it was. <laughs> next, next question. <laughs> um, yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah, but the, the councils. I think. I think a lot of the stories kind of told through our lens of like, go find people who aren't working. Why isn't this happening? You're responsible for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was. I had people follow, and to the point where like there were some producers that you knew were chill and cool, and like of course when you're like behind the camera doing something, it was very much a working relationship where it was like. Right. I need you to do this. I need you to say this. But like sometimes, like I mean, there were people too, right? And a lot of the producers were like in their early twenties, sometimes early twenties. Wow. Like, my age or our age now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they just seemed that much older to us because we were kids. Yeah. Right. And you know, we you know shoot the shit with them, chat a little bit. Like they were definitely like terrible producers. Like Benny was notorious for being mean to everybody. And just yeah. Like, she met, she mentions that he was the one that um, goes around and tries to make the kids cry and stuff like that. I wouldn't put it past him. I, I don't remember a lot of that, but I would not put it past him because he was definitely one of the few that was just like, not one of the few, like one of the producers that was just like, I'm going to go ask the hard questions and be like, do what I say, and I need you to make this shot happen again. And mm. you know, like at some point, like I think a lot of them took classes and like got, or, like, got advice on how to deal with kids, right? Because kids obviously mm-hmm. aren't going to follow directions like adults. And yeah. Benny was just like, I'm going to ignore all that and do it my way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awful. And so, but like some of the producers were chill and like we hung out and we talked a little bit and you know, it was, it was, it was nice. That's nice. But some of them were definitely like hard asses. Mm. Yeah. As long as Rupert was cool. I saw his name this week in guys grocery games in the credits. And I was like, there he is. Our boy's still Whoa. getting work. <laughs> I'm sure Rupert was probably like an ass to like all like the people on set, like all the workers on set. And he was just like, I need you to do this now and da 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 and whatever producers do and directors mm-hmm. do, right, when they're working. But I never had enough interaction to know whether or not he was a nice or terrible guy. <laughs> I need the green water to come out of this pipe. <laughs> right. So again, you keep thinking of all these showdowns and someone had to go set them up. Yeah. Like... I don't know if you hire, like, I don't know how movie sets work. And, you know, I assume there's, like, a union for carpenters and people who, like, plumbers and all that. And this has got to be the weirdest thing they ever worked on. Right? <laughs> there, 
if you if you look at his IMDb, not that I am, uh, he's done Cannonball, Wipeout, Fear Factor, like all these competition God shows. Damn. I feel like he's got his crew of like setting up weird themed challenges. Okay, <laughs> Probably. Think about it. Wipeout is fairly standard. You have these big foam blocks that just move and try to hurt people, right? True. And even then, it's like hurt. You know, Fear Factor. Okay, you have to eat a couple bugs. <laughs> like, at least and that's from what I remember from Fear Factor. Those are all very like really. standard, like you know, hazing rituals in the terms of like you know things people do to other people. Yeah, Joe Rogan, you're not special. <laughs> Joe Rogan's not special. He just likes to you know smoke weed on the air a lot and say, "How are you?" Yeah, Andre, have you ever done DMT? Yeah, have I ever done DMT? No. All right, pull that up, Jamie. Pull up the clip. Of <laughs> <on the internet. laughs> yeah. Um. On that note, <laughs> so producers were chill uh, for the most part, um, yeah. but I, you know, it, it seemed like there was a fair amount of pressure on you um, just yeah. from the other kids and stuff. Uh, were you more re- so relieved when you weren't on council anymore, or was it sort of bittersweet? Uh, it was definitely bittersweet. So, I mean, back then, I was still very much like a goody-goody two-shoes, uh, you know, you know, I wanted to make everyone happy and do the best for the town and make the producers happy because, like, yeah. that's just what I did with, you know, but I wanted to make teachers happy. Producers are now teachers. I don't know. Like, yeah, I hear you. So there's a lot of pressure of trying to make both sides of the equation happy. That's why, like, none of the council members ever thought that we should award the gold star to one of ourselves because we were like, that's not the right thing to do. That's not, like, the yeah. nice, pure thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I, when I went and every decision I made for the council was based on this thing of, like, how do I make the most amount of people happy? But obviously, you make some yeah. people unhappy. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely bittersweet. It's definitely like this thing where I was like, okay, I'm just going to go chill now because now I don't have control over my destiny because there's these people who we know aren't great at making decisions that are now in charge. <laughs> <laughs> everything's good. Everything's fine. Yeah, like, I, I, I would rather lost to Olivia than Greg. Like, don't get me wrong. Mm. And you almost did. I almost did. One vote. It was one vote each way. And then they were like, now nah, we'll just make it look like Greg went on a landslide. Mm. Yeah. Uh. Stupid. It was like ranked choice voting, but worse. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. S- since you you brought up Greg, I, I just have to ask. Uh-huh. We have heard we have heard from multiple sources, um, and it wasn't caught on camera. I, I don't know the word for it. I um, do defenestrated. Oh, I was heated through a window. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> there it is. So I was not defenestrated in the context of like I was like picked up and bodily thrown through said window, yes. but we got into an argument, and it, I swear it was on camera. But I think the cameras producers had to stop. I remember very little of this because I, I think my brain's just been like, "Now nah, we're just not going to think about that." Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Trauma response. That's yeah, whatever. Um, that's what therapy's for. Um, but what ended up happening was I think the producers had to stop to pull us apart. Wow. So, like, oh we God. were arguing. I can't remember why we got into an argument. It was something to do with, like, us not wanting to cheer, him being mad about something or the other. And, like, he ended up, like, just pushing me. And, like, those windows were paper thin. They were just, like, that glass that doesn't crumble but shatters into, like, jagged edges. Mm-hmm. And I just ended up going through it and, like, finding myself on the other side of the window. Very oh, my quick. God. See, I thought I assumed it was an open window. No, it was a closed window. <laughs> oh, like, I remember picking out shards of glass out of, like, the beanie I was wearing. Oh, jeez. Oh, no, we no, were no. picturing like Uncle Phil, Fresh Prince. No, like, no, no, no. no, no. Yeah, I did not get Jazzy Jeff out the door. No, see, <laughs> see I was, th- I was thinking, um, uh, yeet out the window like in Matilda. Yeah, uh, and then she just starts flying around. Yeah. Was, yeah. No, no, there was definitely a downward component to the trajectory. Mm. <laughs> uh, 
So what was it like living in the same bunk then as Greg? Obviously, you know, you picked, you picked these people to be on your team. And we've talked with some other people and speculated about this, you know, that obviously you said you graduated early, you know, you went to college at at 16. So you're used to being around older people. You're used to being around others and, and, you know, try, trying to, to pick people that you feel like, Hey, they're older, they're cooler. Maybe I can be older and cooler too then. Right. I don't know if that, if that's really what was going through your mind there at all, but what, what was it like, I guess, just have, having that crash around you with Greg specifically. You mean having, having what crash around me? Sorry. I've... Having, having your own choices put you in that situation where you have this psychopath around you. Yes. Oh, I mean, look, and this, this is, I, my entire life I've been around people two years older than me who acted exactly like Greg, where they were just like, ah, this little pipsqueak, we can bully him. I don't, like that's, that, that was standard operating procedure. And totally. if I could use it to my advantage, I could. Mm. Like I was smart not, of you, honestly. Yeah, thank you. It was like living in it was like living in a locker room for four days. Like I went to be. Well, I know how this. I know how this works. Thank God we had <laughs> axe to throw axe bombs. But yeah. <laughs> oh my God, the axe bombs! And now Olivia. And now Olivia's there. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- th- thankfully she lived across the road with with the other with the other girls. But you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Fair, fair. We had a uh, we had kind of a feud on the show where uh, Michael was team you and I was team Olivia. Oh, so no no hard feelings. Yes. I was only team Olivia t- ten years ago or whatever. So I, I gotta ask why? Because <laughs> were you pro Olivia or anti me? Because I understand anti me very clearly. I was pro Olivia because she was pro. She was the Bugs Bunny to your Elmer Fudd. If you trying to do something. <laughs> And Olivia just making life hard for no reason besides entertainment. And I was like, all right, I'm cool with this. Very true. Because, like, even when she lost the election, she's like, I don't even want to win. I just want to. <laughs> I was like, there we go. It's, it's master trolling. It's been really nice. You know, I'm glad that we've, we've, you know, been lucky to have a chance to talk to now both you and Olivia. And it's really been nice seeing how. You know, the way it's portrayed in the show, obviously, you know, it's a bit more dramatic than it actually yeah. was. We've heard over and over. A lot. And, but, you know, we knew that the, it, it was a rocky sort of uh, relationship <laughs> oh, in the absolutely. first place. But, but it's so, it, it's, it was, it's just always so nice to hear that you guys are, you know, reconnected and are actually super good friends. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's yeah. Really we nice. chat all the time. It's great. Yeah. And, is there um, like a group chat that you guys have, like a Discord server? Yeah. <laughs> um, there is. I believe several of us yeah. are members of the same Discord server you're talking about, but um, <laughs> well, there, there, there is yeah. that one. Yeah, no, we do not have one of all of us together. We just, I think, we're, we're old, so we keep in touch through Facebook and Twitter, yeah. DM, Instagram. Uh, old we people. don't, we don't have enough, you know, to like. I don't know, like we're we're adults. Like our lives, like if we had a Discord, I'd be just like, hi, I worked to pay rent today. Ah, so did I. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Pretty Capitalism, much. am I right? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, so the, the Kid Nation Discord, exactly. But the Kid Nation Discord server that exists, like, I was like, I'll be in it. And if you guys want to, like, at summon me, I'll like, take me a couple days and I'll get back to you. Yeah. And they're like, why does it take a couple days? I'm like, because I'm an adult with a job, damn yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I have another thing stressing me out that making sure. Like, I want to hear from y'all and I want to, like, interact. Yeah. But I have other things to do. 
You mean Shout we can't? You. you mean you don't want to talk about your childhood trauma twenty four seven? What do you mean? Yeah, I pay someone a lot of money every. If you all want to take me to a therapist, like I'll save a lot of money. No, I will be very happy. I don't keep submitting insurance claims for a therapy session every week. Oh my god, we'll still, we'll still charge you. Oh, okay. Ah <laughs> oh, yes, you imagine it's called four person friends. You'll get a cut of the merch sales, though. <laughs> oh, send me the contract to have my lawyer look it over. <laughs> um, Olivia got into greater detail about this specific topic uh, in the book, from what I understand. But um, what was, um, you know, we're talking a lot about during the show, but, you know, on, you know, speaking of therapy, <laughs> it's like, uh, what was the um, post-show experience for you? You know, returning home and the show gets to air. What was that whole whole deal like were you getting recognized by people in the town where you lived and yeah so um i think the the, the show experience the experience when i came home from bonanza city like it was like i couldn't really tell anybody what had happened the first time around because it was all under nda yeah but but i think when it aired i think i think the parents of the kids at my school noticed a lot more than the kids did because mm. the, right. like, all, the, all the pta moms were like oh my, my mom was part of the pta she was super active and you know, they're like oh my god your kid was on tv this is amazing he made so many smart decisions all the kids were like oh my god it's that nerd my parents keep telling me to be more like and he <laughs> oh we had a we had a kid like that yeah <laughs> exactly right that that's the reaction it was like right yeah my mom talked about this kid again <laughs> Why can't you be like that kid? He seems so nice. Why, Why can't you, you be like Anjay? <laughs> I am fairly sure that particular sentence has been said many times in many households in my hometown because I know that <laughs> all of their like I got I got I got the inverse so many. Why can't you be more like X? Why can't you be more like Y? Their mom yeah. said he was doing this. Why can't you do that? <laughs> I'm sure it went back the other way. Yeah, and you, yeah, except you're on national TV, so there's more more audience of exes. <laughs> right, but was he picked the Bibles? Maybe like <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, like the whole, that whole episode was such a trip, man. Mm, yeah, honestly. Did that cause any, like, rifts down the line further? Like, did anyone take their religion very seriously to the point where it became a problem at all? I mean, I mean people took their religion very seriously from the beginning of the show, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, half the reason that Olivia and I didn't get along was because I cussed like a sailor, and she was like, you are, like, saying unchristian words and doing unchristian things. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, whoa. I am... 12 and I'm a, <laughs> and I'm a heathen so what are you talking about <laughs> Hindu heathen real similar um but no I mean I grew up in Texas where I was a minority mm-hmm. and I was always uh um I was I was always a minority I always grew up in this world where it's like you're different than everyone else and you have to accept that right you know if someone's like you don't celebrate Christmas by going to church we have a tree it's like the culturally appropriate thing to do not because there's any like Baby G just does not mean like I know he's important, but it's not like I'm going yeah. to church for midnight mass. Exactly. Right. Pretty sure everyone's got church. Protestantism yeah. and Catholicism, and that's going to get me killed too. But you know, um, <laughs> or like you know, but I went on the show, and so my entire default position as a kid has always been, I have to learn about the other religions because I can't rock the boat too much, especially after nine eleven. Mm, yeah. I don't want to get into right. trouble. And my, uh, you know, my, my default set, that's why my, my stance during the show is we should all take the time to learn about each other's religions because that's what I've always had to do. Of course. Mm-hmm. And it was so mind-blowing to me that everyone thought that was, you know, a crucifixion-worthy idea. Right, right. <laughs> um, you know, pun intended. But, you know, uh, 
it was wild to see how up in arms people got over it. And I came from an area that was really one of the most conservative counties in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. And that was really eye opening. And I was like, so I was just going to be my own person to do my own thing and just call it good. Yeah. The, the middle ground you guys came to on the show, at least, was like the most reasonable thing. Just like, we'll just hang out and talk about it. And then everyone's like, there's no way I'm going to sit in a room where someone's going to vaguely describe their religion. Yeah, I it was, was like, yeah, I mean, what, what? it's like 10 minutes. What's, to, what's, what's, to the audience, for sure. I mean, you're, we, I mean, we all had the, se- the same idea that you did upon watching the show that it's like, what is the big deal about like, why can't we just like sit down and talk about like, oh, what's your religion like? Oh, my religion's like this, you know. But I mean, I guess it's you know, for one, we're adults, and right. two, you know, a, a lot of people revealed different. a lot about their home lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that's what it is. Where a lot of people, they're talking about the values they grew up with and what their parents have told them because all they've had exposure to, right? Mm-hmm. And they were just saying, oh my god, all these other things are evil because that's what my pastor, parents. Yeah, told me, and you know I can't fault them for that. But yeah, it was definitely an eye-opening experience of wow, people feel really strongly about this, and I don't. Yeah, it, it's it's it says a lot more that after they picked them, they pretty much went away after the first day. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it was, this was demonstrative. This is not. Yeah, it, no no one cared about it afterwards though. We were just like we're just gonna be angry about this and then be done with it. Exactly. There is a very funny shot of um, I believe it is Mike looking longingly with his stack looking longingly at the one he doesn't have and he goes i should get a quran and it's yeah. like, i should i should buy a boat they're very own quran which i suppose for year olds that's actually a thing but not for us yeah yeah not, right. not for mike oh my gosh it so, was super oh sorry i was just gonna say that like laurel also brought up that there was a conversation that was similar and also controversial in nature about politics oh. that didn't yes. air. What was your experience in that like? I <laughs> had very, very, I guess I was, I had far more liberal political views, even though they were fairly bad takes even back then. Yeah, um, it's weird. Takes. It's weird, right? You know, yeah, it's yeah. like, like, let, let, I, 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 hey, thank God that that, that that discussion did not air. And it was just weird how fervently up in our people got about everything. And I'm just like, I just don't want my friends to be hungry. Like, what is what is happening? Why, why, why are we having you? I don't collect taxes from you. What is happening? The <laughs> <laughs> argument of like whatever the thing was in 2006, the Iraq War, and mm-hmm. I don't even remember what the problems in 2006 were. They sound very similar to the ones today, honestly. But yeah. um, just arguments that, again, are more informed by what people have read and seen rather than any critical thinking anyone did on their own, it's including me. Like, I just yeah. kind of took the way my parents thought and just, you know, blurted it out on screen. I didn't really rather think about it a little bit. Totally. Right. I mean, it's like, it's what do you, like, what, did, what do you really expect when it's all kids? Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect when it's all adults, honestly, half the time? It's, you know. <laughs> That's true, too. Yeah. You wake up at 5.30 and start repeating stats, you know, on, on the air. I don't think that's allowed. <laughs> It's it's weird how many like signs of the times there are that kind of bleed into that show. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that abs- like you things that don't even aren't like big lines. It's just like are they gonna hang them like Saddam Hussein? That was, that was like amazing. <laughs> was, like that's a 
I haven't thought about Saddam Hussein in ten years yeah. since I was in middle school, and then said this, this girl is like this. This small child is name dropping him <laughs> in, an, in an irrelevant conversation. <laughs> wow, I think it's quite relevant. I'm not gonna lie. We're talking about yeah. events here. Okay, yeah, true. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. But actually, so that, that, that the, the signs of the times were even weirder off the set. Mm-hmm. So remember, we weren't allowed to have anything that was of the modern world besides like school books. Because right. again, they were not trying to get in trouble with the tutor reading people leaving. Yeah. Um, and although they ended up doing that anyway, but uh, <laughs> it was interesting because they ended up talking a lot. So the one time you were allowed to listen to modern music was on the bus rides to and from the showdowns. Wow. And so, and I, having grown up in a in a in a household that didn't really. My parents weren't all about, you know, American music. I listened to stuff that was Indian and West Indian, where my parents were from, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, pop culture wasn't really my thing back then. Mm-hmm. That was my first big exposure to what was popular in the U.S. in 2007. Wow. So I just oh. remember hearing Beyonce's Irreplaceable so many times before he cheated <laughs> so many times. This is why I'm hot over and over. <laughs> that's what was on the radio, and that yeah. is what really defines how old that show was because... I haven't heard those songs since junior high or like the freshman year of high school. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. 2007 was the year Crank That Soldier Boy came That's out. Right. Oh my God. Because <laughs> they played it at my freshman homecoming four times throughout the course of the dance because it was so popular. <laughs> it was like one of the first modern bangers. I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a good song. I think I heard that song yesterday. So, how? <laughs> <laughs> oh, another song. So, this has become barely relevant recently i heard to save a horse ride a cowboy for the first time on one of those trips back and forth wow <laughs> nice then i don't know if you know this but last week there was a big protest that went down to the seattle police officers union headquarters in the, a mile south of here i wasn't involved i wasn't there for it because i didn't know what was happening but apparently the police officers met the protesters blaring save a horse ride a cowboy over, <laughs> over again oh my gosh and nice. It's the most befuddling. Like, why that song? <laughs> I think it's perfect. <laughs> I think it's perfect. So obviously, you were interviewed a lot, and uh, you know, being a being a town council member, and uh, le- learned from the book that every time you got interviewed, you had a chance to hit up the snack truck. Mm-hmm. We also learned from Olivia that Markel was running a very intricate backdoor snack yep. empire. Were you involved with that from the, the get? Because I think Olivia found out a little too late. Um, oh, I, too. I was a goody two-shoes, remember? <laughs> that's, oh, I yeah. guess, yeah, that's right. But Craft services um, are for the producers and the cameraman, not for the children. And then eventually... Right, of course. Like, and then I... Because I remember, I remember specifically... I, I know the black market you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I remember Markel opening his, like, trumpet case. Where he's like He had all these, like, Cheetos and stuff. Wait, did you yeah. say trumpet case? <laughs> case of some kind. Okay. okay. It was just full of snacks. Was that Markel's one item a trumpet? No, I think it was for sale in the shop. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I think it was a dry goods store. He stepped in to buy it. And, like, he was playing the trumpet, I think, for like you know musical reasons and also had this case. Right, right. And I just remember it being full of you know forbidden snacks, literal forbidden snacks. And, um, Amazing. Uh, I just remember being like, I can't buy this. I'm, you know. This is this is this is not the rules. I can't have yeah. this contraband. Yeah, yeah. Contraband. and then like you know, two weeks I can't later, go to jail, man. Yeah, 
you know, the jail which I control because I am the council member. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, the jail was basically the red bunk. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yeah. 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 Jared locked himself in there and then exactly, that's right. out that one time. said Guylan was going to be sleeping in there. So, <laughs> yeah. Was that jail ever really used? No. 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 Not, not for like. Sophia anybody. didn't lock anybody up as sheriff? Mm. No, no. I don't think she did. <laughs> so, you guys were given a society which you had total control and. Dealt, dealt out punishment and you didn't result to prisons, which is just, <laughs> just goes to show. I'm going to take slight issue with that because we were given a society with full physical physical control, but not mental control. <laughs> okay, fair. true. Because I don't know what would have happened. And, and Olivia and I have talked about this many times. If we had said, we're not listening to the journal today, we're going to do what we want when we want. Would they have just disbanded the show and sent us all home? That's such a good question because I've also thought about, you know, watching the show. Uh, Every now and then, it sort of seemed like the they would be slipping in pages where they'd have to do they'd have to make you guys do something controversial because not enough shit was going down. So, you know, I, they really were just uh, bet it, like banking on all of you just you know out of the goodness of your hearts trying to do the right thing. Right. You could have just said like screw it, no, we're just gonna have fun. Right, and I, I don't know what it would happen. Like, yeah. I think that's a thing that I think they specifically looked for when they did those interviews and tests was, yeah. well, they follow the directions that we asked them to follow. Mm -hmm. I think if they were beholden to the concept of the show of, like, what would kids do in the desert, mm -hmm. they would have had to respect it. I don't <laughs> think that CBS would have been like, cool, <laughs> you didn't yeah. give us Big Brother with kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. I, I, I don't know. I think, I mean, I think, so, I mean, remember, it was supposed to be a summer show, which is 13 episodes, because it was supposed to be like yeah. a mid-season filler kind of thing, and I decided it was so good, they up, they bumped it to a half season in the fall. That's wild. And, and, and so I, I do wonder what would have happened if we just said, we are revolting, have a nice life. Yeah. And, and I think what would have been interesting is that we got, if, if they'd cut the show early and said, you know what, we're not worried about, you know, we're not going to pay the extra rental fees on these cameras in this place. You're done. This is clearly not going to work. Bye. Mm -hmm. and, and you go home and you're like, yeah, I got kicked out the show for being too good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or we film the entire thing and it gets never aired. Right. And again, like no one believes that you were on this show. No one believes that it's actually happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh like, my God. Could you imagine? Get gaslighted by CBS. Exactly. Like <laughs> I, I read about Kid Nation for my college admissions essays because how could you not? And, right. 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 I feel like all 40 did. Yeah. Right. But I was actually, I did an interview for a college and they questioned that I'd actually done this thing. Oh my God. Really? Because it's so absolutely absurd. You'd think it someone is. was lying. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And even if you, if you pitched it today, you'd be told no. If you pitched it yeah. today, they'd say, have you seen our stock prices? Get out. We're going to do it. <laughs> um, but it's interesting because if I hadn't been able to show them proof that I'd done it, they would have thought I was lying. Mm, totally. Yeah. <laughs> no way that that's a, sh a real show. Right. That they wouldn't on, let a kid do. Yeah. On the flip side, there is entertainment value in a show that changes its course so abruptly four episodes in that they advertise it as this, advertise it as this, and then CBS every week is like, the kids got loose. Find out what's going to happen because we don't know. <laughs> the kids have unionized. Jimmy's He's angry. I guess the children have staged their own, you know, strikes. There's a general strike in this. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Occupy Bonanza. So do, the question is then, do they bring in strike breakers and scabs? Like, do they have scab to bring in? Like, scab children. Scab children. Well, they negotiate with us. Right, right. 
there's just like these kids trying to do the challenges while they're just like silently staring in the background. We're all of we're all of you sort of pissed off um, at the. I mean, I don't know the timeline of things, but like near the. I mean, I was gonna say last episode, but yeah, it was it was near the the end of the forty days where Jonathan's like, "How about we burn the journal?" And you can do whatever you want. That must have felt a little like, oh, so we could have been doing this the whole time. Thanks a lot, asshole. You See, know? the thing is, it was definitely thanks a lot, asshole. Because, but <laughs> they set the thing on fire. It wasn't like mm-hmm. we torched it and like it. it yeah, it was an inside clearly, job. Right. Clearly, they had plans of what happens if we've lost our minds. Uh huh. And they just didn't let us exercise them earlier. Right, right, right. Exactly. But poor. Sorry. Go ahead. Or they were banking on you burning it down, and you didn't. <laughs> yeah, so they did get mad when we did deviate off the off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. So I remember this particularly because I remember this is a working ranch, and there's like actual like ranch supplies that are out of view of you know the general town scene, right? Uh-huh. And that water tower. After we lost the water challenge, I remember being very unhappy. I'm an engineer by trade. I'm an engineer at heart. My entire yeah. career is derived from the fact that I like to enable people to be lazier. <laughs> I love Hell that. Yeah. I literally said that in a job interview, and they're like, "What kind of person?" I'm like, "I'm a lazy person. I'll find the most efficient way to do something and tell everyone else how to do it that way." And I think that's <laughs> that rocks. But, um, the thing is, I remember finding a bunch of pipes and taking all these pipes and hooking up a water line from the pump at the top of the of the top of the the, uh, the hill. Oh my god! Oh, nice. A good halfway down to like the water thing. At which point, a producer comes out and says, what are you doing? Well, I, I, I'm engineering. I'm, build, I'm building a water line. So you just stole our grip equipment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. But like, There's no the rules time, in Bonanza. What are you talking about? You are scavenging and creating. And right. Isn't that the point? Right. Yeah. Call the camera crew. I've been like, oh my god, we have an engineer on our hands. Let's see what he does next. Yeah, yeah. come on. State color within the lines, damn it. Yeah. Ugh. They should have left more materials around that could have been used to make something helpful Ooh. if you put the pieces together. Maybe oh, Jared right. could have made his time machine. Yeah, Jared could have made the time ma- his time machine. Yes, he would have built a still, and that would have been a time machine. Yes. <laughs> it's four hours from now. <laughs> we've, we've left some uranium in a safe out in the desert <laughs> that's what should have been in the treasure chest in the mine not nickels see the treasure chest is like, I think a definite like it, it crystallizes the political mindset of Bonanza City mm-hmm. and I bet you watching that a whole bunch of conservatives got real angry oh yeah the town decided what was best for everyone instead of letting everyone have their own money yep. mm-hmm. now years later after having taken a couple of political theory classes I'm like oh that's what they were trying to do yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If we left something that could have only been used by the town, it would have been yeah. like uranium and should we nuclear reactors and stuff. It would have been very <laughs> interesting. Yes. Well, it's really funny too because I, you know I I'm a bit of a cynic and I don't believe in in the intrinsic uh, goodness of the masses at, at times, and so I thought that that everyone was going to be very pissed off that they didn't get their money, but yeah. it all worked out like totally fine like there that happened and there was no big conflict for the rest of of the show it seemed like was was that actually what it was like yeah people were really unhappy mean, people were arguing about it for sure like some people wanted money some people wanted this but i think once it's like the thing about kids is that our memories are very short right once we have an yeah. to deal with we <laughs> forgot short. about the old one very quickly yeah 
But also, I don't think people were kind of salty about it. People did have fun with the supplies we bought. Like, yeah, of course. Know, bread and circuses. But I think, I think this this is my... I'm, I'm going to get a little deep here for a second. Like, I think the fact that I was able... Like, I think every kid on that show, in their own way, wanted to do what they thought was best for the town. Totally. Yeah. And so things like... When you see adults today who are like, I want to do what's best for me and not for the town, it's really uh-huh. weird to see like a bunch of kids got this better than you did. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. most definitely. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just really interesting to see how like things like distribution of things to everybody instead of like a, a few a few people at the top resonates with a bunch of kids and a bunch of adults. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me let me dig into that a little bit deeper then. Do you think then that there is something that just happens as you age because of our society that makes people react more in that way, more of a give me what, what I, what Mm -hmm. I deserve. Or do you think that you all were not maybe indicative of the whole? I think it's a bit of both. I think we're all, we were not indicative of both. Anyone who has the ability to get their kid on a reality TV show is probably a little bit privileged in some sense. Totally. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah, like you, you're either attending acting classes, you're in, you know, camp, summer camps where people can watch you from the bushes. You do spelling bees. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there are ways that the oper- the normal child wouldn't have access to to get on the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that, that, that colors it a little bit. But I think also, like, I mean, I, I think a lot of us ex- are experiencing right now in our early twenties, right? Yeah. Like when 2008 happened, you know, our parents told us it was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. When H1 swine flu happened, our parents told us it was going to be okay, yeah. and now. We are now grown adults, and we are the ones who have to tell our parents it's going to be okay, that they're going to survive a pandemic, that their retirement's going to be fine. Yeah. Or in my case, that my friends can, you know, my friends need groceries and insulin, which they weren't able to afford beforehand. And I'm luckily yeah. enough to make, lucky enough to make the money that I do so I can help them out. Totally. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because at that point I say, look at what the government's doing. They're misusing mm-hmm. whatever I pay them in taxes every year because they're spending it on defense and God knows what, instead of finding a vaccine or ventilators or making yeah. sure that my friends have insulin. Right. So wouldn't it be better for me to have that money myself and distribute it how I see fit? Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what happens. Like I need to pay rent and the government's clearly not going to save me if I don't pay rent. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what happens as people get older. Those, those problems become a little bit more real that we legitimately as 20 somethings could find ourselves on the street yeah. if we don't have the right amount of money and the government takes something or does something wrong. Totally. It's a bit of both. You're saying the faith in uh, me versus the government changes based on how old you are in your experiences. Yeah. I think so. And especially with the world we live in now where the government is busy, you know, trying to apparently get me and my parents killed. <laughs> God. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's really interesting, too, because I feel like, um, you know, the, uh, a real, um, you know, sort of the vision that they had for the show originally from what we can understand is that it was very nationalistic and very, you know, we're going to show everyone what the, these American kids can do and they can make such a better world for everybody. Um, much better than all the adults that are, you know, making decisions now. Um, and, you know, it just goes to show you, you know, I think uh, it's, it's interesting to see what the kids act, the decisions that, the kids actually made and they ended up making a lot of sense, you know, to be applicable to the real world, you know, getting into, you know, distribution right. and all that. All that and stuff. I do think this is where the producers actually, the challenges were screwed up. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of like, they were definitely artificially hard and definitely something that kids really wouldn't be dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they do mirror a lot of what happens in the world today. 
like it created a capitalist system where some people inherently win and some people inherently lose based on no fault of their own. And they created things like we have to distribute money that we've collected to the people in a way that's most effective. We have to deal with religion. We have to deal with, you know, things like the trash episode, right? Like Mm -hmm. there are things, there are externalities we have to resolve as a society Mm -hmm. that no one really wants to deal with, but have to be dealt with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so like, to their credit, they did address those decently well, but what they didn't allow us to do was choose a different system and say, screw this noise. We're yeah. not going to deal with what the real world is like. If we're going to say the real world is clearly not serving us, let's tear it down and build something new. Right. And I think that's where I think a lot of the conflict happens between us and the producers of the show. Episode one, we were like, there's there's some wokeness going on here, but the fact that they're adhering to the rules of the general store and not just being like, there's candy, take what you need, <laughs> is weird, which seems like a, I thought that was a producer rule, not a... That wasn't a producer rule, actually. I think it was a lot of the... Like, I think it was a lot of, like, I think the, the profile of the people they selected to be on the show. We were assigned a job, mm-hmm. and we wanted to do that job to the best of our ability, and that included taking money. Like, totally. for these kids... For, for all of us, not, not that these kids, me included, you exchange money for goods and services. The concept of a world where you just got it for nothing because you exist in this society wasn't a thing for us. Yeah, of course. Like maybe for Alex, he might have envisioned such a world, but not us. <laughs> but I'm dead serious. He yeah. probably was like the radical person talking and saying things that we thought were total nonsense would actually make a lot of sense. Oh, absolutely. I could see that. He, he, he valued the gold prices when he got his star. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we call ga- uh, uh, Alexy brain. Yes, Alexy <laughs> brain takes. Alex, can we can we can we make that a format? Like, is that a thing? Oh uh, yeah, we can now. It yeah, now. give it till tonight. <laughs> is that a Dickie's barbecue cup? Heck yeah, it is. <laughs> Where did you say you were from again? Atlanta. Interesting, because we have those out here. I didn't this was a nation nationwide chain. They, I haven't seen them one. I got this in like high school. I just kept the cup. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't. I don't go cup shopping a lot. I, you know, I have. A, I have. I have a similar cup, and it's. I've had it for five years, and it's basically just used to keep my dog clean. So, yeah, I have. I have one I use for to wash Max too. Yeah, I don't mix them. It's. A, it's good barbecue. I'm. I'm surprised. Yeah, it's it is. A, it is good for a ch- for a chain. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I'd kill for some barbecue right now. Oh my god. Uh, so Gary, you, you you would kill for some barbecue. Would you kill the chicken yourself? Mm. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe I'd but make you, Greg do it. You can have some water that tastes vaguely like chicken that way. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing back some real visceral, visceral memories. All five senses for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you like the pioneer stew? But everyone asks me about that chicken killing scene. Like, were you were you afraid? And I was like, no, I knew where food comes from, and like. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't as scary to me as it was to everyone else. I was like, because I think my parents, so my parents like were very clear about like, if you're going to eat meat, you should know what, how, how it gets to your table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they grew up in a rural area in a third world country when they were kids, they went through this themselves. And so like, for me, it was just like, okay, this is Tuesday. Like, let's go. Let's go. I want meat. <laughs> yeah. And, and for everyone else, it was just like, oh my God, what can we possibly, oh no. <laughs> like, are we going to hang him like Saddam? Like, <laughs> Hey, it's not, uh, it's not like the Donner Party. Yes. Okay, to be fair, I don't yeah. think any of us could have fed the other people. Like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> any of us, they'd be nothing but, like, nothing. It's just, it's just like, bones and cartilage. Like, yeah. we were not suitable to feed any other member of that town. 
Yeah. <laughs> Somebody at CBS was upset they didn't get a shot of like four chickens hanging those. <laughs> <laughs> like that would have been prime TV. It's okay. Whatever EP was looking for that was definitely satisfied with a shot uh, with with the audio clip of "Are we just gonna kill the ugly ones?" Yeah. Right. <laughs> Death to the uglies. I don't know how you find an ugly chicken, but you know, go for it, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I, we ask the, these questions uh, to, to pretty much everyone that we have on here. Uh, if if you were to redesign the show for a reboot, like from the ground up, what changes would you make? Right. So let's think. I know nothing about what actually sells to a TV going audience because I don't actually watch reality TV. I can't watch it anymore for obvious reasons. Um, I can't imagine why. Yeah, I can't imagine why. I, I was like <laughs> Vegas and like there's that show, that Bravo show about yachts that was on because I was just too hungover to change the channel. And I was just like, this would be worse than the hangover I'm dealing with right now. Yeah, makes me want to throw up. <laughs> yeah. But um, let's see. I, I think I would have just let the kids do what they want. Like, If we wanted to not have jobs, we should do it. Like, I'm not going to lie. I think the showdowns would have been were pretty cool. Like, yeah. like, like the like the, the water the, the oil pump one was pretty fun, especially as like a Texan whose parents work in the oil and gas industry. Like it was pretty fun. Or like the egg throwing one, or even like the steeplechase one with like the gum. Like that was disgusting, but some oh. awful version of that. Some but, good TV though. Yeah, I guess they had some really creative ideas and they should have been involved in having rewards for the entire town. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean this is as an adult, so I can imagine like giving the kids the choice to have your rewards be for the entire town or for themselves. Mm. Like giving kids that much of an open world probably doesn't result in things going well because totally children and they're just, they have the memory of goldfish. Yeah. But if I were to redo it now, I'd definitely be like, this is an open world. Here are your supplies. Get to work. See what you build. Mm-hmm. If you want, you know, things like what would have been really close cool to have like an adult committee to mm. say, Oh, you want to go get some lumber and pipe to build that water line? Show us how you're going to do it. And we're going to have like an actual water expert person come in and judge your evaluation, judge, judge your design. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that's I a really good the idea. the hell out of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could take our ideas and then pitch them to, like, I guess the apprentice, but with less Donald Trump and more <laughs> children. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that's basically how society works. If you go to like a city council meeting, you're like, hey, I want to do this. Right. Here's my, here's my yeah. proposition. Give me the funds for it. And they yeah, vote totally. on it. Right. And I think the rules should have been set out ahead of time. Things right. like election, Like the Constitution says we should have elections every four years. We have amendments. Mm-hmm. Like if we had known there would be elections every two or three weeks, I think that would have been entertaining to see how things changed. Had I known I was at the election, I would have probably acted very differently and started yeah. more on it earlier. Someone would have yeah, probably no we'd have super packs by week one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> the Koch brothers would already be up in there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I think making it mirror the real world a little bit more closely and giving us the opportunities to think outside the box would have been a really cool way to change the show. Absolutely. I'm just thinking about the oil derrick challenge and how cool it would have been if just one of them sprayed fire. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's happening outside already. Stop that. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> actually, that blue, that, that, that stuff stained our skins. What? Really? So that yeah. I don't know guy they used. Okay, to be fair, it stained everyone else's skin. I'm brown. It didn't show up on me. But um, <laughs> I just remember, like, because we all got showers every few days after. Wow, that sounds real screwed up when you think about it. As a child, <laughs> shower, please, I dumped in the, bean, the vat of beans. Yeah. <laughs> every couple <laughs> days, you know, yeah. give or take. 
Yeah, like it's not like there's ever really been no periods in my adult life where that's happened, but <laughs> but that was my choice. Um, yeah, but yeah, like you weren't covered in beans, exactly. <laughs> and actually, that's so the funny thing. This is how I learned what condoms were for the first time. <laughs> oh, that's a beans. really bad. Thing. Yes. A to keep this, <laughs> go on. So the way you very, very expensive Sennheiser microphones from getting destroyed with beans and waters. You put condoms on them. Wow. Yep. Oh my God. No, so we saw them covering them. So like they would, they would cover, they would, they would, so we never really saw the mics that went on you. They like clipped them onto your back. Right. And eventually someone just happened to watch someone getting a mic. I was like, Oh my God, those are condoms. At which point, you know, we're all like, Oh my God, they're making us wear condoms. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> you can get, I'm not going to lie, but yeah. It was Gosh. definitely an eye-opening experience because I was like, "Oh, that makes sense. That's what those are." Yep. <laughs> yeah. God, that is bizarre. That's a lot of kids in my Boy Scout district learned what they were oh, because uh, in, Bo- in Boy Scouts, with this big like multiple troop camping uh-huh. trip, whole big whole bonanza thing. But no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> and you yeah, had sure. To bring, okay. You had to bring like a survival kit, and they had like a contest. You had the most complete survival kit. And someone had pulled up like the Navy survival kit. And one of the things on there is condoms for holding water. And apparently he had tested it out before. So he had already filled one of these bad boys with like two gallons of water and then emptied it and put it back in the survival kit. Jesus Christ. So this kid's up there showing off his survival kit in front of God and everyone and just holds up this massive, (laughs) massive overstretched two and a half gallon. (laughs) And then all the adults were just like, oh my God. Why does it look like that? Why is it open? <laughs> uh, so, Ajay, uh, do you keep up with uh, anybody outside of the show? Or... <laughs> There's the segue. I'm an, actually, this is an interesting place. So I'm, I'm an Eagle Scout. and uh, Hey. Yeah. It, it, being a boy, like being on this show, before I joined Scouts after I was on the show. Like everyone was camping and everyone's like, I've been away from my family the first time. I'm like, this is nothing, guys. Like, <laughs> this shit easy. Oh. <laughs> did Mike convince you to join? Mike did not convince me to join, actually. No, he did not. I probably was a boy scout until now, but yeah. Like, I always thought it was a thing for white people until, you know, I joined it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think me and me and Michael are both Boy Scout. Michael, are you an Eagle Scout? Yes. No. Me too. I'm a life. Oh, I'm a life Scout. I'm I'm a oh. perpetual second placer. Oh. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's okay. interesting because the reason I joined Boy Scouts was because someone else was like, "Hey, this is a good idea." But the, my I joined Cub Scouts when I was very small, like I was six, seven, or seven or eight, and my my you know everyone has their parents go camping with them, right? Mm-hmm. And I went on a campsite, and my dad was, I was like, Dad, do you want to go camping? And my parents, again, are from Guyana, South America, third world country. And they had a pretty good life growing up. He was like, if I wanted to live in a place with no AC and, you know, barely any running water, I'd just go back home. What, what, why are you willing to do this? <laughs> <laughs> That's I was like, he's like, this is just something white people do. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> like, You're not wrong. wrong but it makes a lot of sense when you put that way. There is a Jim Gaffigan bit about that. <laughs> it's like everyone likes camping until the house was invented. Exactly. Everyone was camping by default. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there are no happy campers. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're I think we're kind of getting low on time here. Oh. Uh, we got a couple of quick draw questions though, if that's all right. 
Just, I, I, I look in. Outside is death. Inside is corona. inside. Outside bad. Inside good. Yeah. So like ask away. I'm happy to chill. You could take out whatever non-satisfactory answers I gave earlier. <laughs> uh, quick rapid fire. Uh, what is the worst thing you ate in Bonanza City? Definitely one of like the nights of terrible pasta slash corn meal, whatever. Like whenever people tried to make grain-based thing, it went, things that went very badly. Mm, makes sense. <laughs> We didn't know how to boil water. We didn't know how to bake. Right. It was freezing outside. You couldn't boil water yeah. outside. <laughs> uh, exactly. That <laughs> uh, was the best thing, though. Best oh, thing you I think we made pizza once. That was awesome. Yo, really? Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. <laughs> that rules. But because I didn't make enough cheese, but it was still pretty good pizza. Hell yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, you made the cheese out of what? Was it... There was milk. Oh my! Yeah, God. not seen like the little sixty-second reel of me on YouTube. No. What? No. So there's an entire part of the show where I make cheese from goat's milk. What? 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 And you all call yourselves fans. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't. Can that be? That can... wasn't on. That wasn't on the cut of our. Art. That wasn't on the. Uh, what's it called? Mike Sparrow. Mike cut. Sparrow cut. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This. I had this entire thing fixated on how I wanted to make cheese because I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Of course, the show is like decently bound by ethical standards somewhat. So there's an animal yeah. handler on the show to make sure that you know we didn't mistreat or mishandle or do anything inhumane, which was yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of walked me through how to make cheese by like getting collecting milk from the goats, um, straining it, boiling it, and then letting it ferment overnight, and um, you know turning it into actual cheese that wasn't going to kill anybody. The problem is that, like, a couple of cups of goat's milk, which is what you can get from, you know, random goats you have lying in your pasture, yeah. turns into, like, a little disc of cheese about yay big, which is not enough for your pizza. And it's also, you know, goat's cheese, which is not... Oh, I am I am viewing the cheese at the moment. It is a little yeah. disc. I'm so surprised this... that this didn't make it into the show. Yeah, why the it... hell was that not in the show? That's fucking awesome. <laughs> because it didn't turn into, like, I think, cheese for the town. Mm, okay. This is my worst memory of Benny. Actually... Yeah, I made all this cheese. I went through this like a day of trouble, and you know this little disc of cheese, and it's like not enough to um, to cover a pizza for the town, which is kind of yeah. sad. And Benny straight up asks, "Do you feel like a failure now?" Ooh. Wow, Whoa. Do you feel like you failed Benny. Uh, making cheese for the town. This guy sucks. And he'd be like, "Yeah, I feel like I screwed up." You know, like, no. Let me have my little sad disc of cheese in the corner. <laughs> How could how could he say that? You made cheese in the desert. That's <laughs> incredible. You feel like you're a myth. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. God. <laughs> so entertaining enough, you see the username of that person, uh, Terp TV fan. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I don't know if you know this, but the Terrapins are the, are the mascot of University of Maryland, UMD. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there is someone who went to UMD who works at Microsoft, and this person for many many years has gone to people who I know and said, hi, I heard you know this person. Have you seen this? Oh, man. I never met them until last year. And I was like, oh, so you're the person. Oh, my God. <laughs> was, it, was it them? I don't know if they uploaded it, but there's a, something about Kid Nation and UMD that's like a thing. Hmm. Weird. Interesting. That's a real uh, conspiracy. Yeah. So, uh, I like the, as, the as, comment on, on this video that just says, this is cheese. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who uh, used to do comedy and works in STEM, uh, I can attest that 
people in STEM, there's two kinds of people. There's people who are like, cool, like I understand that's your personal life. Cool, I watch it, it's funny. And there's people who are absolutely the least chill people on earth and are humorless robots and will bring it up at every meeting. <laughs> we'll show it on the conference room wall, Todd. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought this was going a different direction in which like we talk about, so, the reason I think, so I, I'm, I'm a product manager at work, which means basically okay. I do everything but write the code that ships. I write prototype code, but please God, never let me write shipping code because it would be very bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it means that I do things like deal with marketing and legal and rules are very much bendable to me. Mm. Um, and I think I got that from Kid Nation where like the rules didn't exist and I had to like decide what was important and what was not. Like rules, as far as I'm concerned, are guidelines. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about people who have no sense of humor and people who do have a sense of humor. And I remember being at work and we brought a, I brought a Keurig into work because I was like, I want coffee at my desk. And we have an mm-hmm. open space area that will never come back again because Corona. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember this and then someone walks by who was, was a developer and he sees me and he goes, why do you have that? It's not allowed. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I want coffee. I have coffee now. And he's like, <laughs> employee handbook. It's great reading for any new employee. And I'm like, I oh. potentially not read the employee handbook because that's plausible deniability right there, son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. That is basically like what I learned from Kid Nation. <laughs> is everything. Yes. That's beautiful. Yes. Don't, don't read the journal. Yes. <laughs> don't read the journal. You are commanded to do what it says. If you don't open it, nothing can happen. Yes. That's how, that's how you did it. Just don't read I don't. I don't see it. What journal? Exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, we talked about the worst thing you ate in Bonanza and the best thing you ate. Yeah. Question, did you ever eat Devon's potatoes? I did. They were, they were actually pretty good. Yeah, That's what we hear, that it was actually pretty good. Were you one of the delivery boys? I was not. I was not. <laughs> I did not tip my Postmate well, though, I am sad to say. Oh. <laughs> you had a nickel. What could you do? <laughs> I could cut the nickel in half and go, you know, here you go. <laughs> a sliver. Yeah. All right, rapid fire continue. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we may have already gotten to this one, uh, but what was your favorite showdown? Oh, favorite showdown. I think it's got to be the egg one because we crushed that. Oh yeah. my god, you, you guys! Oh, you guys! Yeah. You guys should have been doing that for a living. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, we crushed that one. It was just like the easiest one I ever had. It was great. Amazing. Yep. Are you so sure good. that you're meant to be a, a, a product project manager and not an air traffic <laughs> controller? You know. <laughs> You ha- you cannot see the inside of my apartments, but I absolutely love aviation. I've got like a flight simulator set up that's just out of camera view. Like Hell I yeah. might well be an ATC. Like trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I have, uh, have I you many times taking that test? Have you won? Have you flown, have you flown over flown? Bonanza City? Uh, <laughs> I have because not. Will did. Did it? I heard someone on Twitter did this. Was it one of you? It was Will. That was Will. <laughs> <laughs> I, I found the water tower is how I found it because the, the buildings were just procedurally generated yeah, uh, yeah. buildings for the most part. That's right. I'll but contact the guy at work who did the photogrammetry and be like, you know, can you like send a satellite over here? I really want this to be in high definition for reasons I can't explain right now. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Tell that person they did a great job because mm-hmm. I was able to take off from Santa Fe and find it Beautiful. within 20 minutes. Yeah. Beautiful. I could not. I could because I'm bad at the game. <laughs> It's all good. I work in aviation. I, I'm so, waiting for my yeah. 3080 to arrive when I pre-order it to start doing that again. But yeah, <laughs> I'd I'd backordered a, a Hodes controller. But... Beautiful, nice. Yeah. I, I definitely like. I happened to snag a G series like the the pedals and the and the in the yoke like a couple months ago. This was gonna happen. So I was like, yes. Well, you yeah, had insider yeah. tips. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming. 
Oh yeah. my gosh. Uh, so what, what was the worst a... showdown? Pig and beans, like beyond all questions. <laughs> correct, correct answer. <laughs> Some PA did not realize the pigs are going to crap in the beans. Yeah. <laughs> worse, that they realized that they didn't think about the fact that the pigs would crap in the beans, or they realized and said, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's worse. Oh, we know. I that's a debate I have. I, mm. has, has, was this a decision you made since the show? Because we have video proof that you've straight up cannonballed in those beans. It looked like you were enjoying it. <laughs> it and doing what's best for the team are two very different things. Let's be very clear. Okay, team Elon is back. Greg <laughs> cannonball. That's true. Greg, yeah, Greg enjoyed it a little too much. He just like swan. It's like, let's go. Mm, that yeah. was that was his Super Bowl. Michael felt <laughs> let's just let's go for these beans. But no, I think <laughs> a close second is definitely the the the, the, the gum one. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, gum one was fucking nasty. gross. Yeah, <laughs> you you did the ultimate sacrifice for your team. If the gum wasn't chewed enough, you stuck that right in your mouth. And... I don't remember doing this, and I'm pretty sure my brain is like, "This is like in a vault over here. We're just never gonna remember that." <laughs> See, we watched this during the pandemic, so when you did that, we were like super spreader. <laughs> <Look at this. laughs> you know, we all had a pandemic, like Kid Nation pandemic. Every one of you gets sick. <laughs> oh yeah. That's just the University of Georgia. <laughs> so here's Number a the country. Here's a here's a super relevant question for you. Um, oh. is it is Taylor Jonathan's daughter? Taylor is not. Where did from? I need an explanation for this meme because I don't understand it. It's our it's our tinfoil hat theory. Yes. Yeah. Of all the tinfoil hat theories, that's the one. Like why? Because he is always picking on her, and oh, uh, picked on Taylor. It was Taylor. Yeah, yes, but that's true. But he's also like just very disappointed in mm. her. He's never mad. He's just disappointed. <laughs> Would you all be disappointed just a, just a little bit? I yes, mean, and we were. Yeah, I would be mad, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, we're all Taylor's father. And I'd like you to think about that. For a <laughs> It also, it's the only reason she's on the council, because we're like, Mike, Boy Scout, Laurel, mm -hmm. good in school, Anjay, Spelling Bee, Taylor, Jonathan Schneider. <laughs> I feel like Taylor was supposed to be like the PR department, slash marketing, slash she's supposed mm. to have that angle locked down. But like, right. it just went all the way through. Uh, she Not was bad at that. <laughs> she was. <laughs> who's chill. Mike, Mike, who is highly strung, but knows what he's doing. And you have me, who's just a nerd, thinking of theoretical things in the corner. We needed someone to talk to people. We need someone to tell everybody to fucking deal with it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, we saw a very disturbing TikTok um, where a, a contestant on Kid Nation uh, gave a testimonial and she said that she didn't brush her teeth the whole 40 days. And we were like, that's how I got TikTok for the first time. Like, I'm 25. Like, I'm past the age where TikTok should matter. I'm about this yeah. yelling at people to get off my lawn. <laughs> TikTok because everyone's like, oh my god, Kid Nation's trending on it, and I've been stuck there ever since. <laughs> my, parents, my employer's about to buy it for some reason. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. yeah, please do. We need it to survive. <laughs> uh, but she she mentioned like not brushing her teeth, and we hadn't gotten to the episode where you got toothbrushes. We were like, oh, I guess they didn't have toothbrushes. And then that night we watched that episode, and we're like, oh, Savannah's just gross. <laughs> so, <laughs> Did you brush your teeth? 
No comment. Um, <laughs> what's a no? <laughs> what's a no? We had, is we had like the, the, the baking soda toothpaste thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was like salt water. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, it may have been worse than actually not brushing our teeth. I don't know. Like, I will say, like, the ADA would have been very, the, the Dental Association would have been very disappointed in us, but we did not brush our teeth for 40 days. There were definitely yeah. gaps, but we definitely, like, tried our best. Yeah. Okay. As long as there is an effort, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. As much as an effort very is, clear. and a, as much of an effort you can expect from children. Exactly. Yeah. Like, another problem yeah. with like you know arcades and sugar and bonanza bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Killing a chicken. Speaking of that, what was your opinion of, about the arcade? Should it have been closed? No. <laughs> right. Of, of course not. I'm not a fan of negative reinforcement. <laughs> the economic value of the arcade is higher than the economic value of getting work done. So clearly we should have injected more money into the economy until, you know, people are willing to do work. You're right. <laughs> you can see why I'm not allowed to be anywhere near economic policy in the current industry. <laughs> <laughs> for that matter. Just, just print more nickels. <laughs> <laughs> I need your oh own power as your economic secretary. <laughs> uh any other any other quick track questions you guys have oh yeah uh have you been in a helicopter since filming <laughs> once for like a helicopter tour of seattle but it was a much nicer okay. trust me mm. <laughs> how about a hot air balloon <laughs> no i'm not definitely want to do that someday though that was really cool did did you guys curious it looked like they just kind of took off you guys looked at Bonanza City and they sat down. Did y'all actually like go and do <laughs> like a, a hot air balloon like tour? Or yeah, we were up in the air for like a good hour and change. Oh, <laughs> okay. wow. Oh, cool. Yeah, like, like it was like really cool. Like we got to see, you know, the area around us. We got to see the ranch. We got to see some city. Like we were not just up and down. It was a good hour and change. That's awesome. Very cool. That's sweet. Better than the rock, absolutely. Do, do you know what happened to that rock? I mean, it was already made. I've heard it's still there. So years wow. ago, five years ago at this point, one of the families went there and found the rock. Wow. wow. Well, it's not in Flight Simulator. <laughs> All right, I'll have to file a bug for that one. <laughs> rock from when I was traumatized as a child is not <laughs> Please patch game. Yeah. Well, uh, it's deal. What? what one last question, and this is a hot one. Oh, okay. Mm. Most, most important one. Yep. Have your bones finished forming? They have. <laughs> oh, this is now a health hazard to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I roasted you a lot on the episode for that, and I, I'm not sorry. Uh, <laughs> but I, that was a great roasting point. Like, oh, <laughs> it's it so oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> like, between that and my comments on global warming that I heard from a radio show like three weeks before I filmed that, like, <laughs> but respectable the problem is i'm now 6'3 and like half of the world is a health hazard yeah mm. oh like i don't fit in planes on the regular economy seat so i have to pay for the extra leg room mm-hmm. i can't live in half the apartments i've toured because if i reach my hands up i'll like put my hand through the ceiling <laughs> some ceiling fans are dangerous oh, boy. so you uh you you monkeys pod on that episode. You're like my bones haven't finished. Oh, I hate your bones, then. Exactly. I cannot own a convertible car because my, especially in a Mazda Miata, my head sticks above the windshield. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Con- conversely, you can only own a convertible car. <laughs> yeah. 
and, and of course, you know, like buying clothes is just a whole other level of hi, yeah. So this is like a hundred dollars, and I also just pay ten dollars for you to tailor it because I am a laffy taffy, you know, stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh well, this has been amazing. Uh, thank you so much for being on here with us, Anjay. Uh, we always have so much fun with with anybody we will talk to, but this has been really an absolute treat. Yeah, uh, it, this has been so awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. I really appreciate thank it. You all for having me, and I, thank you all for dealing with my inability to respond to TMs. So I appreciate it. <laughs> it's, it's all good. Oh no worries, no worries. I mean, like, I, I'm sure it's not on the top of your list to you know talk about that horrible thing that happened to you as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> everyone wants to call it this like super traumatic thing and like yes yeah. there are obviously things that were really screwed up mm-hmm. but i don't know if i'd ever go so far as to call it a horrible thing like it was just a thing that happened that i definitely have a lot of learning from from and formed who i am but yeah i mean a lot of it's got to be hyperbole you know right but like i never i would never not do it again yeah that's awesome that's good yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the real lesson is uh, there's it's never too late to respond to a DM, Morgan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, just, it's never we're, we're, doors always open. It's, it's not too late. Actually, famous actress. So like, yeah. Oh yeah, that, that's true. Hamilton here who spends a lot of time on the internet, way more than is responsible for his mental health. So yeah, like, there, there's a difference there. Yeah, that's true. She's probably busy. Probably that's what I tell myself. Yeah. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any plugs you want to plug? Where to find you? Uh, SoundCloud, something like that. <laughs> I don't have a SoundCloud. Trust me, I failed music theory in high school. We do not want me to have a SoundCloud. <laughs> benefiting everybody. Um, other than that, you know, I'm on Twitter at Andrea Joda. Instagram at the same you know handle. I'll say hi probably. You know, other than that, nothing really to plug unless you really really care about enterprise and hybrid cloud you know platforms because that's what I work on professionally. <laughs> what or, you know, what lives matter and you know, ACAT. Hell yeah! What program do we need to submit a uh, sorry a uh, complaint for to the Microsoft help desk to <laughs> get get it? Oh. Yeah, to get to go up to your chain. Like what what? Because I I've had problems with Game Pass recently, and I would like that. <laughs> oh my god! Stop! <laughs> stop! Well, I could tell you exactly how to do something that would land on my desk, but I'm not. <laughs> going to. Oh. oh damn! So I'm switching teams right now. I set a new job on Tuesday. Um, but the team I worked on for five years, the the, the entry price was about a hundred thousand dollars. So, and it required like having a server room for our product to fit in it. So Whoa. probably not my consumer level. No. <laughs> so like one of the cool projects I did was you guys have Kroger or QFC. I don't know what it's called in your deck of the Kroger. Kroger. So we worked on a pilot project where we used their security cameras to determine when items were out of stock by building a machine learning thing. So Ooh. I. If you have a complaint with that, you know, talk to Kroger and it'll probably get back to my desk because I happen to build part of that. But <laughs> I have a lot of problems with my Kroger, so you're going to hear about this on Monday. It's murder. <laughs> I have questions. It's murder Kroger. Uh, it's murder, murder Kroger. Kroger. Oh, I can't say that. Okay. It's the Kroger near me that's had like three murders at it. So oh, it's become Kroger infamous. In, uh, college. We call that combat Kroger. <laughs> yeah, Kroger. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, man. Well, you will be hearing about it, so good luck for it. By all means. By all means. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Yeah, this is so much for having me. A lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you.